Real Estate and Mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. And Joel and Greg are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Welcome, everybody, to episode number six of Twin Cities on the Move. This is a podcast about real estate and mortgages. Uh, my name is Paul St. Andrew. I'm a realtor with REMAX Results. I'm Justin Sheeler. I'm also a realtor with REMAX Results. I'm Joel Benson. I'm with True Stone Home Mortgage, NMLS number 1064642. Usually we have Greg Rios with us with True Stone Mortgage as well. He's here in spirit today. We're yeah. thinking of him. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. We were thinking about putting Greg on a stick and setting just, him in the, just, just for fun. You know, he's a smiley guy. Exactly. Love to have him. <laughs> And speaking of on a stick, we have something coming up here just on Thursday, you guys. It's our customer appreciation event. It's a pre-state fair party at the state fair grounds. Um, everybody, if you're listening to this podcast, you're invited. It's going to be a really fun evening, July 11th. It's from 5 to 9 p.m. Come when you can. Stay as long as you like. We're going to have state fair food from Giggles, actually. That's where the event's going to be. Giggles Campfire Grill. It's up on Machinery Hill at the state fairgrounds. Food from Giggles, drinks, uh, lots of games for the kids, lots of games for us. There's going to be a band. Actually, Justin, it's the best one-man band I know. <laughs> yes. So Wayne and the boys will be there. Uh, lots of good prizes to give away, and, and it should be a lot of fun. And we just were talking here just a minute ago, we thought we'd come up with a family four-pack of tickets and a special one just for our podcast listeners, and Joel yeah, has yeah, an idea. Yeah, so what we decided to do here, because we're so appreciative of our podcast listeners and we're, we're, we're shocked at the, the numbers we're getting and uh, the international flavor of, right? our, of yeah. our listeners International well. Thankful for it, too, yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to do a separate drawing, and it's going to be just for people who have listened to the podcast and as a way to identify yourself as having listened to the podcast and entered in that drawing. We're going to have a special keyword, so we're going to have a separate entrance or a separate sort of bowl set aside uh, for those entries, and you're going to need to write the word "giant slide." That's going to be the keyword mm-hmm. specific to podcast listeners. So again, because we're appreciative also of our listeners, we want to make sure we do something special for you guys. So make sure to write the word "giant slide" on your entry, and we'll have uh, uh, some separate prizes set aside for podcast listeners. There you go. And also one other thing, um, this is all 100% free. Just come on down yeah. and have a great night. Come have night. fun with us. Just show up. But we do ask one thing. Justin heads this one up. Yeah, there, there is a charity side to it. Um, it, it goes to, we're, we're asking for people to bring a backpack down for kids that, that are in the Powderhorn School District. We have a, a charity called Ace in the City, which is a really good cause. And it, uh, it allows the kids to kind of Haul all their stuff to school. <laughs> they for need like, backpacks. Yes, these guys. Yeah. exactly. So, if you don't mind, please, uh, please bring a new backpack down. You can for any size. Just bring one down. Just bring one down. Yeah, stop on and, in and yeah. No, and again, it's this is just a way for us four to say thank you to all of our clients. Yep. We basically work by referral, all four of us. And so, you know, you're not going to see us up on a billboard. Um, <laughs> that's that's not our style. But what we would like to do is just say thank you in a way and, and throw a party. And so it's just, it's a fun way for us. So yeah, grab that backpack, come on down and don't forget the secret word for the podcast people, giant slide. Awesome. Um, so we'll hear about that. Now on to, on to today's show. The market. How's the market been, fellas? Have you seen since the 4th? We've just got done with the 4th of July week here, and obviously things get a little quieter then. There's a little mm-hmm. bit more 
water skiing and fishing than house buying. But um, other than that, have you noticed anything, Justin, as far as things go? Is there Have you seen a bit of a slowdown? You know, a little bit, which is kind of typical this time of year when people are actually taking time off and going out to the lake house or going out to the lake or just getting away mm-hmm. from whatever they're typically doing. Right. Um, I've noticed in the, the, the higher price ranges, you know, the 500 and above or maybe even the 400 and above, it has slowed a little bit. Mm-hmm. That that business isn't gone. It's just a seasonal little blip that that's we typically what it, see every. That's what that's my opinion. No, that's what I've noticed too. Um, I've I've kind of had it on both sides. I guess I have some buyers that are buying in that price range where they're above four hundred into the four eighty four ninety category and. Yeah. Yeah, they can they can take a breath. They don't have yeah. to feel as under the gun to grab the first thing that hops on the shelf, you know, for sure. I think it's refreshing. It is, them. it is. At the same time, it's funny, my listings that I've had lately have been under two hundred or under three hundred thousand dollars in the mid two range and they're still just they're still moving. They're still moving. <laughs> they're still moving. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. It seems like they're still moving. You know, you still have to market them well and price them correctly and get them ready to sell. But once you do those three things, yes, you will you will get those sold and sold any time of the year. That's for sure. So I, I did it, notice this morning you had three signs posted I on did. Facebook that you're putting out. So the I properties did. are definitely moving. Yeah, yeah. I, How about mortgages? Yeah, I think know, I, I, we're we're experiencing kind of the same thing with. You know, obviously, with the Fourth of July, things kind of slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing, because you know the the interest rate market has been so strong in the last few months, we're seeing um, you know kind of an influx of of refinance business I'm too. Sure. So, mm-hmm. while there has been a slowdown, you know, as far as my purchase business because of the holiday. I'm still kind of all oars in the water and flying full steam ahead on refi stuff, too. That's so. great. That's great. And that's funny you bring that up because I know that's something that we were going to um, mention to you today, Joel. I, I, Justin and I both, we have questions about refinancing. I'm actually going through a bit of a refinance in my personal house with Joel and, and wanted to talk about that. And then also the impact of today's rate. So let's get into that in our in our next segment. And then lastly, Justin and I were talking as well about, well, when is a good time to buy and sell? I know that's always a question and I, and we both hear it. And I'm sure Joel, you hear it from your people that call you for, for mortgages too, or to get pre-approved is now the time to do it. So when we come back with episode number six, those are a couple of the points we'll hit on. Looking forward to it. Stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode number six of Twin Cities on the Move. Again, it's a, it's our State Fair Party Week episode. Um, I hope you guys can make it out here this Thursday from 5 to 9. And when you do, look for the uh, podcast-only listener drawing and drop the secret word of Giant Slide in there for a lot of great prizes. So stop on out this Thursday. And right now, Refinancing 101 here with Joel Benson of True Stone Home Mortgage. Um, Joel... You know, you're going through a lot of refinancing because of the way these interest rates are. You know, I mean, tell us all about it. I know there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. Yep, for sure. So the first thing I'd like to point out is when, you know, because the interest rate market has been solid for, you know, the last few months, we've seen some some declines in, in, in the interest rate. And that obviously starts to get, you know, kind of people thinking about it and, hey, maybe, you know, maybe we should look at doing something. Um, that's certainly, um, you know, kind of a motivator for most people because they don't know all the other potential benefits. But typically when I talk to people, I'll say, we can reduce your interest rate. That's, that's certainly a positive. But let's talk about some other things we can do. And some of the main points that I like to point out is, you know, maybe, you know, maybe cash out 
is just something you need, consolidating other debts. Um, that becomes in, in really re- important now, too, because some of the ways that laws have changed on home equity products and tax deductions, I'm not going to get into specifics because everyone's situation is a little bit different. Yeah. But there can be some benefits from doing a cash-out refinance as opposed to, you know, back in the day, you might have just done a home equity loan or line of credit. Reducing the term on your loan, I know we're going to talk a little bit here um, about Paul's situation, but that's that's a huge benefit sometimes too. Just you know, not only lowering your payment by lowering an interest rate, but shortening the term and saving yourself money over the long term. Um, and then there's you know really just uh, a bunch of different reasons, and everyone's situation is different. But the the key motivator initially for most people is, hey, the interest rate's lower. Let's let's look into this. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's you know that's that's what a lot of people. I'll get the phone call and say, hey, you know, can I lower my rate? You know, and this is again like everything else I talk about. I don't leave it up to the client to figure this out. Yeah. I'll take that information. I'm going to run every scenario I can and say, "Hey, look, yeah, we can." But also, I see you've got some, you know, some unsecured debt out here. You've got, you know, or or maybe we could shorten the term. I'm going to give people. Typically, I give everybody two or three different proposals based on things that I think you know could improve their their situation. So there's a lot of different things that we can do. And and one of the things I like because the rates are low, that's that's when we get all the the people kind of coming in and and you know coming to mm-hmm. us, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we spend so much of our time looking for new clients, and this is when they really start coming in to us on their own. So, you know, in general, there's there's a lot of benefits to refinancing. The rates become a motivator, but that's not the only reason that you might want to refinance. Okay. I think, Paul, you can talk a little bit about your situation. Yeah, you know, I mean, just real quickly, yeah, we, you know, I've been. This especially throughout the spring, I and I know I've said it on this podcast before. If I had a crystal ball, I would have n- known better. But I thought for <laughs> sure that rates were on the rise um, between you know from a year ago until about now, and they haven't been. They've been doing you know basically the opposite. They've they've gone down slightly, and um, I wasn't planning on refinancing. But what I learned just from pursuing it a little bit with you is that my, um, I, I mean, in a nutshell. My monthly payment on my personal house is going to stay within, I I think, about $50. Nice. And I will shorten the term of my loan by about eight years. I think that this will <laughs> save my family about $250,000. Can you um, say that again? $250,000. I don't think a lot of people realize that. That's a big yeah, number. That, that's, that's a big phenomenal. number. And I mean, and that's not including the taxes and insurance. That's just principal and interest, okay, over the course of, of eight years. And, you know, I mean, everybody's situation is different, but a dollar is a dollar. Yeah. Yep. And, and so that was my goal. And I'm sure there's a lot of other goals, but that was my goal. That how, are, how are you doing that, Joel? How are you shortening that payment? Essentially, what we're doing is we're consolidating a first and a second. And by doing nice. that, because you have a second that's going to be at a higher rate, you've got a blended rate that ends up being, well, I think we're actually lower than than your first rate is going down as well. But, yeah. but the second is going down significantly. And because of that, you combine the two, you shorten the term. So you're going from like a 30 to a 20 or whatever. You yeah. don't have to get technical yeah. about the yeah. years, but you, yeah. you are changing the term yes. itself too. Yep. So lower rate, lower lower term, keeping the payments roughly the same, which is something that, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, they're surprised when I say, hey, you know, here's one of the options that, you know, you they, they call me because they want to lower their interest rate. And, you know, and, you know, Paul was obviously a little more savvy than the average client that I talk about because he deals with this stuff every day. But... I'll give people two or three different scenarios and they'll be really surprised when they learn. So I can shorten the term and really it only, you know, in most cases it, it might increase your payment a little bit. Right. But yeah. 
when you look at the savings over the long term, a lot of times for some people, it, it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. some people are just looking, you know, to get the lowest possible payment, you know, and, and, and that, so maybe we, you know, we do, we take your, you know, you've got 28 years left and we're going to, we're going to put you into a 20 or 30 year again. You know, what I always tell people in those situations is here, I'm going to show you the amortization for different terms. If you decide to pay it off earlier, make this payment and you'll pay it off in, mm-hmm. you know, 25 years instead yeah. of 30. Or I'll tell you exactly, okay, we're refinancing into a 30 year, but if you want to pay it off, in the 28 years that you had remaining, this is the payment you make. By making just a little bit higher payment, got it. You know, because some people like the, the sort of the the safety of having that that lower monthly payment. So, got it. Everybody's situation is a little bit different, but because I'm obviously an expert on this topic, let me figure it out for you. We'll put together a few scenarios and figure out which benefit pushes your button. You know, people get really excited about interest rates, but the reality is, if 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 you double my interest rate, but you cut my payment in half, I don't care what the interest rate is, right? Yeah. It's really about living your life and the bills you have to actually pay. You know, what's coming out of my bank account this month? So mm. now granted, we, we can't double your interest rate and lower your payment, but <laughs> I'm just pointing that out as, you know. Or can you? Yeah. Right? Well, maybe, yeah. maybe Give me a call. Can. Let's maybe find we out. can. And here's the thing. It's, it's back to my personal situation, too. I think I'm a bit of an anomaly is that I don't plan on going anywhere and a lot of, I mean, the average homeowner moves about every seven years or so. And right. and so take that into account, too, is when, you know, maybe a person, a different person would, like you mentioned, the lower payment, that that might be a better goal in the long sure. run for somebody who is especially more short term. You know, to me, if it's a couple bucks more a month and it's a chance to pay it off so much quicker. And I have no plans on leaving or going right. anywhere. I mean, you know, I mean, our house, we have five people rattling around in our little bitty house. And <laughs> a child that I used to have is about to move out here pretty soon. And so all of a sudden it's going to open up a yep. little yeah. bit more. And it's going to, yeah, so it doesn't, for us, it's a different situation. I have no idea when I'm going to sell my house, but a lot of people are always wondering when is a good time and the interest rates impact it quite a bit, you know, and when is a good time to buy and sell a house. So when we come back, we'll touch on that. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Twin Cities on the Move, episode number six, Giant Slide. Giant slide. <laughs> Giant, Giant slide. That's the password for podcast listeners. That's right. That's right. So keep that in mind, everybody. Okay. When is a good time to buy or sell your home? Um, I just heard the phrase five seconds ago. This is a good crystal ball segment. And you're darn right it is. Because um, nobody yeah. really truly knows, and there's a lot more that goes into it besides market factors and just the outside world. Obviously, it's a very personal decision when a good time is to buy and sell your home. Um, I mean, Justin, I'm sure you hear this all the time. You get this question from people. Is it, should I wait? Should I, what should we do? And I give them an answer that they absolutely hate usually. And it's depends. <laughs> it sucks, but it, it's, it's yeah. true. It, it really depends. It depends on what you're trying to do. Because a lot of people will tell you it's like the stock market. You want to buy low and sell high, right? But what if, what if you're a buyer that can pay a little bit more for a property right now, but get a historically low interest rate? Or what if you're in a rental situation where your uh, rents are really high right now, for mm-hmm. the most part, mm-hmm. for most people? What if you could still get into a house where it's cheaper to own a house and start building equity and putting that towards something and also take advantage of certain tax credits if you qualify uh, versus just 
throwing that money away to rent. Most of us make a certain amount where you're not going to get that, you know, that small rental fund back at the end of the year when you do your taxes. So right. Correct. There's there's just so many things that go. It's not as clear cut as you think. You think you could just say yes or no, or this is the best time, this is the worst time. And but, yeah, no, and I agree. And I, I to me, it's a. Um, you know, everybody thinks that our our job really, I mean, from Joel to you to me, it's all about fi- the financial part of it, or it's all about the bricks and the two-by-fours and the physical yeah. physicalness of the property. Our business is really a people business, I it think. Is. And it's what what is it specific to you? What are your long-term goals? Are you living in the neighborhood that you want to live in? Are you, um, is the home right now good for your family did you just have triplets yeah i and you live in a two-bedroom house over in south minneapolis and you just (laughs) said yeah you know something to think about you know um or like me i'm out the child i used to have is on her way out um and god bless her she's going to go to college and that's wonderful and great but all of a sudden maybe we won't need the space that we need now within a few years it's hard to say you know so um that matters i think for, for people um People say that does the time of year matter um, when to buy uh, or sell your house? And maybe that's geared more towards selling. I know you and I, we have closings every month, yeah. you know, knock wood. <laughs> I mean, if you're buying a lake home, you buy it in the winter, you could save 10, 20 grand. Absolutely. Or more sometimes. Absolutely you can, yeah. Yeah, there's just so many variables that go into it, and that's where not only a, a good real estate agent or a good realtor can help you, mm-hmm. but also a really good mortgage mm-hmm. person too, because they can go over that cost effective mm-hmm. and, and all yeah, those different and your scenarios. Financial situation wise, don't you think, Joel? I mean, well, for sure. I mean, if you're, if you're looking to buy or sell, it, it becomes a matter of affordability for most people, right? Like mm-hmm. what can you afford? Everybody wants, you know, a 5,500 square foot mansion, right? But mm-hmm. can you afford that? Do you need that? You know? So, you know, one of the things that I, I was thinking about while you guys were talking here too, you know, a lot of the, the, you know, sort of, I guess you want to you want to buy low and sell high. That doesn't always translate simply because if you have a home you're selling and you're also going to buy a home, it's probably always a good time, you know, unless you have something in your situation that dictates like, you know, again, your family situation, your financial situation. Those are all things that, that are sort of, you know, changing for everybody all the time. But, you know, the interest rates are low, but you know, even if they're a little bit higher, you know, how much of an impact does that really have? So that's where I think it becomes more about talking about people's individual situations. And that's, you know, having a good realtor obviously helps out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. And in in regards to selling too, I mean, it's the same thing, you know, you obviously you want to buy low and sell high when you can, but what about opportunity cost? You know, what if you're an investor and it makes more sense to to sell this asset right now so you can get into this even better asset right away. Even though you're going to be paying a little bit more of a premium, you're taking advantage of better rates or maybe there's some other things to factor in. Like Joel was saying a lot of the time, you're just swapping equity. So if you're a, you're a home buyer and, yeah, maybe you are buying at a little bit at a time where the, the, the you're going to pay a little bit of a premium for it. But you're just really transferring that equity into your next place, right. especially if you're going to be there for a while. Maybe this is the best time because you can take advantage of well, those rates. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, and we talk about the, you know, the money part of it. And it is important. It is. Mm-hmm. I agree. But it's, it's not a, everything. It's, it is not everything. You have yeah. to live somewhere. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to live somewhere. Yeah. If if there's something that comes up and that it's it's you know say you find the house that is in the location that you want and it is exactly the square footage the the yard the 
in the yeah. school, whatever, all of those criteria, if it goes down the list and it's, it matches everything that you're looking for in a home, but it might, the timing might not be perfect or it might not be the best financial deal in the world. I, I think that a person ought to always keep in mind, you have to live somewhere and your housing and where you are, you spend a lot of time there. It should be somewhat enjoyable, yeah. you know, in all of those factors. And so there's value there as well. And possibly a better question would be, when when shouldn't you, when is there a time where you shouldn't buy or you, you shouldn't sell? And even that, there's an exception to every rule. But ideally, if you're selling and it's your nest egg and you're cashing out, it's just, it, it's similar to like having your 401k. It's only, even when the market dips, it's just a potential loss at that time. It's just a paper loss, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't lost any no. money yet. You haven't sold you're your still house. Okay. You're, you're fine. Yeah. It, it's only when you cash out at the absolute bottom. Ideally, you'd like to avoid that if you're not mm-hmm. buying something else, but not always. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need that money more than you need to hold on to that place mm-hmm. at a certain time. So again, there's a, a there's an exception to si- every rule. Yeah, very yeah. personal situation. And then also, you say that when you say you are going to cash out, you know, and you're yeah. going to, you know, you, you still got to live somewhere. Yeah. You know? exactly. So are, are are you going yeah. to go rent a place? Which is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I've had two clients in the past. Four months, I suppose, that have I've I've had the pleasure of working with them and selling their home. Uh, one of them is excited to hit the road. They have about the coolest RV that I've ever seen nice. in my life, and I don't know when I'm going to see them again. They're long gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one, they they decided that they're going to rent over here in the Highland Park neighborhood, and that's what they'd like to do for now. And they they'll see where they land. You know. So good. That's those are. But they weighed their options and they decided that you know what, now's the time to sell this spring, and we're just we're going to. Both yeah. of those things are going to cost us some money, but we're okay with that. And. Again, this is a very much a people business, and it's it's the finances do matter, I believe, and the 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 property, the physicalness of the property matters, and all of those things do matter. But in my opinion, I think it it's the most important thing is just what is good for you and your family at this particular moment. Having a good real estate agent or a good and a good mortgage person can only give you more confidence in that decision when you finally make it too. Hundred percent. Well, absolutely, and I think like Paul mentions, it's it's a people business. So, you know, we're we're never gonna gonna push people in the wrong direction. The key here is because we're experts in our field, reach out to us. You know, we'll lay out your your situation. We'll, we'll, or we'll take a look at it and we'll give you the options, Yeah, you know, and, and the client makes a decision, but let's, let's talk about what your situation is and what, what's best for you. Absolutely. All that information is just, you know, it's gold, really, you know, you need yeah. that information so that you can go forward. So, well, good. Well, thanks for joining us today. Um, episode number six. And again, I hope that all of you can join us in just a few days here, Thursday, July 11th, July 11th, five to 9 p.m. Giggles, Campfire Grill. It's That's a party. Right. It's a party. It's a party. Wayne music, and the boys. Prizes, music. games. Yep. State fair food. Lots mm. of good, good, good time. Just a fun time. And don't forget, Giant Slide. Giant Slide? Giant Excellent. Slide. All right. Have a good day, fellas. Thank you. This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. 
Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And they can be found online at truestonehomemortgage.com slash joel hyphen benson and truestonehomemortgage.com slash greg hyphen rios. Truestone is spelled T-R-U-S-T-O-N-E and Rios is spelled R-I-O-S. Truestone Home Mortgage and Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union are not affiliated with Remax or Remax Results. This show has been produced by Minnesota Podcasting, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results, Truestone Home Mortgage, Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union, or Minnesota Podcasting.